Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am oh so excited to talk to you guys and gals about yesterday's awesome game from Mike Effin White. <laughs> Jets are seven and four. I want to hear from you. That's right. Tonight's the call in show eight o'clock to 10 o'clock. 8.30 is when we're going to start taking phone calls. You'll get three minutes on the clock, but after three minutes... That's it! You're out of here! That's right, you're going to get the chicken. So make sure you have your ideas concise and you have everything dialed in so I don't eject you from the cockpit. Uh, topics we want to mainly harp on. We can go over anything you guys want to talk about. Thoughts on Mike White and his performance from yesterday, as well as could he be the answer to our quarterback questions for 2023? What happens overall with this whole situation? There's a lot of things going on. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm really happy with what we got out of Mike and what we got out of this team and where this team could possibly be headed. <laughs> it's amazing this roller coaster that we're on each week. We're at this high before the first Patriot game, we're like, oh, we're going to stop them. It's finally our time. It's at home. We're going to make the crowd loud. You know, they got a backup center. Oh, and then it comes crashing down. <laughs> and then we beat the Bills and we're riding high for two weeks going into the bye. And then it crashes down again when we face the Patriots. And we're back up again facing the Bears. I'm enjoying the roller coaster with you guys. It's fun. Welcome to the show. Akiva, C, Matt B, Twisted, Mitt Flair, Squirmy, Harlan, Zachary Alford, Zachary Burner. I see Omar, Big Bear, Junior, Ethan, Dakota, James, Ant, King Blaze, Muskaman, Furious Grim. Thank you guys for, uh, for dropping in. Make sure you hit that like button on your way in. And, yeah, let's go into it. Let's start talking a little bit of, uh, you know, the last few days. Hope you guys all had a very happy Thanksgiving. Had a bunch of good food. As you can see, we are tricked out for uh, the holidays already. <laughs> Got it, right? As soon as Thanksgiving's over, it's better than after Halloween, I guess. All right. Let's get into it. I want to give you my thoughts overall on the game and some of the things that have kind of been coming out. Um, so, first off, really great game for Mike White. Robert Salas said after the game, he did the easy stuff. He took what the defense gave him. He didn't try to play, you know, be Superman or anything like that. Uh, and as I'm listening to each of the comments, it's hard not to take those as slight jabs uh, at Zach, and I, I don't think they're necessarily intended to, but it's like, oh, he can do the easy stuff. It's like, okay, well, you're sort of implying that Zach Wilson can't do the easy stuff, which, let's be honest, he hasn't been able to. So it is what it is. But 
I like what we got out of Mike White. And this team was excited. The energy was there. The energy was all over the place. Seeing guys jump up and down. Elijah Moore gets involved. Garrett Wilson has his best day since, uh, you know, Joe Flacco. Just awesome to see. Everyone get involved. Ten receiving targets. Ten players caught a pass from Mike White. Ten different players. Zach Wilson had nine completions just a week ago. Total. (laughs) That's the, I still can't get over that stat. And I I know people are going to say, oh, well, Zach Wilson could have had that kind of game against the Bears. The Bears are 30th in DVOA. And, you know, Zach could have done that. There's no reason to have Mike White out there right now. Like, you didn't invest all the money into him. Uh, This is, you know, it's kind of ridiculous you look at your grade in Zach based on his performance against the Patriots last week they're like the number one defense in DVOA okay you want to play that what happened to the other games with Zach Wilson we've seen 20 games from this dude and we haven't seen a performance like that he has one 300 yard game to his name and we lost Mike White's got two in four starts who cares where we get the quarterback from I don't care. I just want a quarterback. Doesn't suck we burnt a number two overall pick in the event that Zach winds up not being the guy. Yeah, that really sucks. <laughs> That's not not a fun way to uh, find your franchise quarterback. But if you're asking me if I would have traded a number two overall pick and a fifth round pick to move up to number one to get my quarterback and select Mike White, I would have. I would have given up number two and a fifth round pick to get a franchise quarterback. Who knows? Maybe that's where Mike White's headed. Maybe this is just a little flash in the pan. Maybe this is the fun that we had last year against the Bengals. Maybe that's all going to, you know, fizzle out by the time we play our next game. But Mike White in the rain yesterday had a better game than any day from Zach Wilson. And he did make the easy stuff look easy. That's what pro quarterbacks should do. When I'm watching Zach Wilson, you can see the talent pop off the page. You can see the speed. You can see the elusiveness. You can see the arm strength. But he makes the easy stuff look so hard. Like, I've never seen someone struggle so hard to complete a five-yard pass consistently. Mike White? Sure, he doesn't have the the ridiculous arm strength. Zach Wilson's got one of the hardest throws in the NFL, if not like the hardest that the NFL's ever seen or at least since they've been grading miles per hour. I think he has the fastest throw. Um, Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty positive. Um, He doesn't have the speed of Zach Wilson. But he has the confidence of the coaches, he has the confidence of the locker room, and he has the confidence of the fan base. Like, everyone's behind him. When you start hearing Mike White in the stands, or you start hearing MVP, MVP, like, I love it. I love it. It's I, the backup quarterback, especially in New York, is always the the popular guy in the room, right? And it's a lot of the times it's because we haven't had a real great quarterback, so everyone's like fantasizing about what the backup could do. Well, Mike White on two separate occasions in his first four games has thrown for over 300 yards, and he was he, he stopped throwing it basically in the fourth quarter. He could have easily had over 400 yards and four touchdowns. Like that's the kind of performance we were on track for. Bears weren't stopping us. No way. The first quarter was a little rocky. I think they probably expected Justin Fields. Defense wasn't quite up to snuff yet. Maybe they had a little too much gravy and stuffing. 
coming out a little lethargic. Yeah, I think that could be it. But then they locked it down, pitched a shutout, basically the entire game after that. It's awesome stuff. And you think about, like, just a fraction of what we got from Mike White yesterday. If you can get even the easy stuff completed, I'm not talking about, like, 300 yards and that sort of stuff. Like, like obviously, the Garrett Wilson second touchdown where Eddie Jackson, you know, got hit by the sniper right in the, right in the, what was it, the ankle, the Achilles. Hopefully, you know, nothing too, too serious with him. I don't know what wound up coming from that, but... Obviously a little goofy with him running past a player that's just like holding his ankle on the ground. That's not going to happen all the time. But Mike White had some nice throws and his arm strength is better than I gave him credit for. Last year, I gave him a bunch of crap after that Bengal game because everything was within like five yards of the line of scrimmage. There was still a lot of that. Like his primary targets are still the tight ends and the running backs, but those are the high completion throws. That's the guys that get you the four, the five, the six yards consistently. And then when the defense is lulled to sleep and they're trying to worry about all these little, you know, four and five yard passes, you crack them over the top with a 15 yarder, with a 20 yarder. You throw a nice little 30 yard pass to Elijah Moore for a touchdown. Our most talented players on this offense, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, Conklin, Uzoma, Corey Davis, Mims, Berrios. Those are the guys you want to get the ball. The more opportunities those players have with the ball in their hands, the better this team can be. The higher the ceiling for this team can be. With Zach Wilson, he couldn't get the ball to his playmaker's hands. As, as exciting as Zach may be, if you can't spread the ball around like that, like how many times have we seen him force feed the ball to Corey Davis? I like me some Corey Davis. But by spreading the ball around the way that Mike White did, the defense the, the defense cannot key in on specific players. You can hit them all over the field now. You're scanning the entire field. You don't know where this is going to come from. Like a little behind the scenes action here. Ah, I probably should have turned off my phone number for this one do that because we're not doing the, the calls yet um but yes sorry it's bright <laughs> yes mike white is able to make the easy stuff work he's able to complete the easy passes he's able to get the most out of his playmakers then you're sorry about that you don't wind up having the consistent headaches that are uh you know Oh, I didn't get the ball. Oh, I don't know what chemistry I have with the quarterback because I don't see the ball. Like Elijah Moore, he's already happy. He's excited. He's having a good uh, good time now. Obviously, he's getting looked at. He's clearly a better player than, than we, what we've seen while Zach was out there. Eddie McGuire says, Ryan just got Mike Whited. <laughs> oh, God. See, that's the thing. I'm trying to play with this little side camera here. But it's right in line with my key light. Probably not ideal. But yeah, when I see Mike White, I see the type of offense that just infuriated me with New England for the longest time. It was Tom Brady throwing the little dinks and dunks all the way down the field. It's death by short pass. Those short passes are essentially run plays with 
more opportunity for Yak because you're not running straight into the defensive line. And I do like our running game. When you're able to complete passes and now guys can't key in on the run, that's when everything opens up. What, do we have 150-some-odd yards yesterday? That's awesome. Michael Carter apparently has a uh, low ankle sprain. So I guess that's considered like a, a week-to-week kind of thing. Seems like it won't be missing too much time. Uh, let me see. I saw a super chat in here. Everaldo dropped in. He says, stressful game. Uh, stressful game when Zach quarterbacks. No stress with Mike White. Yeah, I completely agree. And White almost said something similar to that uh, in the huddle or in his postgame presser where he's like, you know, when I'm in the huddle, I try to be a calming presence. And it helps the rest of the guys focus on their job. When I'm sitting at home, (laughs) his calmness helps me stay calm. You watch him just slowly slide left, slowly slide right. He's not running around like Zach Wilson, but he could be just as elusive with his short little steps forward, his side steps, his little rollouts. These are the things that prevent you from getting sacked, but still allow you to throw the ball down the field. These were the things that Zach Wilson was not able to kind of key in on. And when he did go out, he was always trying to make that home run play. You don't have to hit the home run play. It's okay to get four yards on first down. It's okay to get four yards on second down. You don't need the 25-yard gain, the 35-yard gain, every throw that you make. You don't need to be on ESPN on the highlight reel because when you do that, a lot of times you wind up going on the highlight reel the other direction with an interception. But yeah, I completely agree. Super stressful watching Zach play quarterback. Hex says, if White cleaned up the turnovers slash issues he had last year, he might be our franchise. Call me crazy. Now remember, the number one defense last year was Buffalo. We had no weapons (laughs) when Mike White played Buffalo. I'm excited to see what this upcoming week and the next week. These are the the two big games for me, Minnesota and Buffalo. The Jets should be able to hang with Minnesota. You look at the game they had with the Patriots. You look at how they lost to Dallas. This defense can have the ball moved on them. Mike White's going to be able to get us points. This offense that we're going against with the Vikings might be the best offense that we've faced from a multifaceted standpoint. What I mean by that is Josh Allen is incredibly elite. Stefan Diggs is incredibly elite, but I'm not overly concerned about their running game. You know, I'm concerned about Allen running. But with Minnesota, you got Dalvin Cook, you got Thielen, you got Justin Jefferson, which is going to be an incredible matchup. This is probably going to be the best test for our secondary since the Tyree Kill Jalen Waddle game with Miami. Now, unfortunately, that game has a little asterisk next to it because we were facing their third string quarterback. So this to me is the big test. You got two big time weapons at wide receiver and you have a nice, really nice option out of the backfield. Can the Jets linebackers contain those screen passes? Can we start making a tackle? Are you guys as frustrated as I am? How many missed tackles did we see? We gave up far more yardage after contact than I would have ever thought we'd give up. But yeah, if Mike White can turn the ball over less, 
Remember, I think he had four interceptions in that Buffalo game. What do you wind up going? Four touchdowns, eight interceptions last year. So if you eliminate those four, four and four is not too bad for three starts. I mean, you look at the game he had against uh, Indianapolis. I think he had two drives, had 95 yards and a touchdown before he got injured and pulled from the game. That could have very easily been a win as well. Trey Yoder says, fire gaze. <laughs> uh, I love it. Screw gaze. I want to talk a little bit about the running back situation. In, in addition to all this, because I saw some of you guys talking about it in the chat and the ability to have multiple running backs. We brought up Bam Knight this past week and Robinson was supposedly a healthy scratch. Now, my understanding is they did not want to deactivate Denzel Mims. Corey Davis was just coming back. So there's kind of that weird like, OK, who's who should be there? Maybe if Corey Davis isn't ready to go, Mims steps in and you saw both of them kind of I don't I don't know what their snap count was, but it seemed like both were on the field pretty consistently throughout the day. So, we did not activate Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith plays special teams. You know who plays special teams? Bam Knight. So we got to see Bam Knight in there. Not to mention a team uh, like the Bears that gives up a ton of running yards. We don't necessarily want Robinson to have a ton of running yards. And honestly, I'm okay with, uh, you know, not running him quite as much. I'd run Ty Johnson, Bam Knight, save yourself the, the pick. But in the event you have an injury, I like Robinson. I got no issues with him. If we have to sacrifice a fifth, so be it. It's okay. Michael Carter going down with the ankle injury. I'm curious to see who starts. Is it going to be Robinson next week? Or are they going to try and let Ty Johnson and Bam Knight have a little bit of a uh, little bit of action? I'll tell you what, Bam Knight's exciting. Dude's fast. <laughs> he puts his foot in the ground, one cut up the field. That's a Shanahan running back. That's why they like that. I hope we get to see a little bit more of him. Stifler's mom says, I don't think Zach can win this locker room back over again. Better off getting what we can for him. What do you accept for Zach if you had to? We would need to accept something so much higher because of his dead cap hit. It's it's worth more for us to hold him on the roster in the event that whoever's quarterbacking for us next year gets hurt. We have that option to go back to Zach. And I think at the very least, you hope that he progresses over the course of the next year. I, don't, I, I agree. I don't think the confidence in Zach is going to be there. I'm not sure how he wins that confidence back, if he can win that confidence back. My dad always told me, you only get one shot to make a first impression. And now, obviously, he's played in 20 games. <laughs> he's had countless training camp reps and all that good stuff. But it doesn't seem like this team is, is really a big fan of him, as far as like the, the players on the team. So what would you get for Zach? Zach actually would cost you a ton of money in a trade because his signing bonus hits you. Uh, so you'd actually, instead of paying him $9 million for next year, like a $9 million cap hit, you would actually have like a 20-some-odd million dollar cap hit. You'd save like $2 million because of the, the money that you wouldn't have to, I guess, pay out, but it doesn't make any sense to trade him. Now, if you want to trade him halfway through next year, uh, at the trade deadline, because a quarterback goes down or because someone's got some hope for him or even after the season next year, I'm cool with that. No problems whatsoever. Totally make that move. What would I accept for him? Would you give me a third round pick for Zach? It sucks. <laughs> that investment. Second overall pick. 
his value is going to be to a team that wants him even I would say even after the June 1st deadline. So not that June 1st is a deadline, but if you trade a player after June 1st, their salary cap uh, cap hit from being traded spreads over two years. So it hits 2023 and then 2024 at that point. So the Jets could move him after that June 1st deadline, which might be the way to go because this is before training camp. You don't have that kind of maybe distraction. And then maybe you give a team a full year to diagnose Zach and determine if they want to then uh, exercise his fifth year option. I think that's where the value in Zach lies. The other option is you hold on to him and you have insurance, right? Someone could always get hurt. We've seen it happen. I mean, heck, Zach almost got knocked out for the season in our first preseason game. Would have ruined our season. Now, maybe you hold on to Zach through training camp. You try to fluff him up in the preseason, make him look really good. See if you can get a second round pick. Why not? If you get a second round pick for Zach, that's a win. Because at this point, I don't think he's going to provide a whole lot of value. Uh, Now, I did see some comments and some pictures. I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a still shot of the the Jets quarterback sitting on the bench. And everyone had uh, an iPad in their hand with the exception of Zach. And it was a really shitty... Um, thing to do for whoever posted that image initially with the caption. Because there is, like five seconds later, if you go and look at the the screenshot, there's a screenshot right next to it. I retweeted it. You guys can see it. Um, Just five seconds earlier, he's on the iPad. So someone's trying to steer a narrative about Zach. And I don't like that. Because I don't want to attack his character. I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he's not super relatable. I think that's where people come from. I feel like people felt like he wasn't, uh, you know, ready for the NFL. He needed to sit. He got handed the job. And I think that's where the resentment for Zach comes in. And then obviously just making a lot of mistakes, that doesn't help either. But what can we get back for him? I would love to try and get a second round pick. Based on the way he's played, would I trade a second round pick for the 32nd? Overall, or 33rd overall quarterback in the league? No, I wouldn't. But if there's a team that has an aging vet that wants to roll the dice, why not? I would say for our team, it doesn't make sense, but there could be a team out there that it does. A team that could be in the playoffs. I don't know, you know, offhand who that could be. But I think there's some opportunities. Maybe the Colts. Who knows? I don't know what picks they have, but maybe they get interested. Matt Ryan's probably not the answer. We'll see. Lloyd says, White's four interceptions against the Bills last year were during his third start ever against the number one defense. That game is overrated. Yeah, I don't want to put too much stock in that game, just like I didn't want to put too much stock in the Bengal game. Like, it's somewhere in the middle. Now, because we've had two games similar to the Bengal game, Now I think you can argue, okay, well, it's closer to the other end. That's why these next two games are going to be important. A lot of people are going to say, hey, this is like a fifth-round pick, a guy you got from from Dallas who was cut. Why why are you going to invest so much into this guy? Why are you going to try and make him the franchise quarterback? There's a lot of quarterbacks that have been good over the years that have not been drafted in the first round. Kaepernick, Wilson, Cousins, Brady. Like, it does happen. Is it unlikely? Sure, absolutely. Absolutely unlikely that it could be, that he could be a franchise quarterback. And that's not Mike White's fault. 
And I don't blame people for thinking that about Mike White because that is the bias that comes with having hundreds of quarterbacks over years and years of NFL drafts that haven't panned out in that, uh, you know, draft pick range. It's not a Zach Wilson, or it's not a, not a Mike White issue. It's a everyone else issue. Mike White's been playing well. So, could he be that? Sure. And I agree with Lloyd here. I don't think you can hang too much stock on that Bills game when he didn't have weapons. I mean, you're talking, that was a terrible Jet team last year. And like, with all the injuries, even worse. <laughs> it was just a shit show. And Mike White looked bad. Mike White is a facilitator. He's not necessarily, at this point, going to win you games solely on his talent. His ability to get the ball into his playmaker's hands, to not make mistakes, to operate the offense. This offense can manufacture completions. That's what was so frustrating about Zach not being able to hit these, these easy routes. When you take away all the weapons, yeah, okay, then there's going to be an issue. Right now, the Jets have so many weapons, we could go against any team. We can play against any team right now if Mike White plays 75% of the way he played yesterday. This defense can run up against anyone. Brian Bogan says, top 100, where do Sauce, Quinnen, Reed, and Garrett Wilson end up? I would imagine Quinnen is probably higher than Sauce. Uh, I know Sauce is the flashy name, so maybe like that recognition and like him being a high draft pick this year, maybe that sort of boosts him higher than I think maybe he should be initially. But I think Quinn and Williams should be near the top of the list. You're probably talking a top 25, top 30 player in the league. He's the best interior defensive lineman this year. Sauce, I think, is, is going to fall somewhere in the middle. Reed should fall somewhere near Sauce, I would think. Garrett Wilson, I guess it depends how the rest of the season goes for him. I think right now you probably don't include him in the top 100. Uh, now, maybe if you're looking at like, oh, perspective as far as like future goes, sure. I would put Mike White in there, you know, ahead of like, say, like a Tom Brady who might retire <laughs> or something, like if you're weighing it in that sort of capacity. Um. So I don't know. It's I. When's the last time the Jet was in a top 100? Have we had one the last few years? I don't. It doesn't feel like we have at least. New York Jets 24 says Zach Wilson can win over the locker room whenever he returns by winning games. Remember, winning heals all wounds. The Jets will keep Zach. Yes, the Jets are going to hold on to Zach. There's too much invested here. the The ownership has put a ton of money into Zach and marketing Zach. Joe Douglas put draft capital into it. Remember this. I don't think I have my years mixed up. But Robert Sala was with Pete Carroll when they traded from Michael Flynn. Matt Flynn? Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Gave him a big contract and then drafted Russell Wilson. They went into training camp. They determined Russell Wilson was the better quarterback. They're like, we're going to start Russell Wilson. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? We just traded and signed this dude for a, for a bunch of money. Why would you start you know, a third, fourth, fifth round guy in, in Russell Wilson, whatever he was. Because he's the better quarterback. He gives you the best chance to win. We heard rumors this past week that the coaches, the players, felt like Mike White was the best quarterback through training camp. Obviously, they were going to give Zach Wilson a little bit more time, give him an actual training camp, you know, refresh after the season off. Maybe they've seen enough of him. 
Maybe they haven't. Maybe he does come back and they see him winning. The easiest way for Mike White to keep his job is to continue playing how he's playing right now. They are going to try and find any opportunity to go back to Zach Wilson because of the investments that they've made already. Now, it's not, you know, if Mike White's playing well, they're not going to go back to Zach Wilson. But if Zach or if Mike White has a four interception game against Buffalo, I'm thinking against Detroit, Wilson's probably coming back. I hope that's like not how it goes, because I do think he has to earn his teammates respect back before like we just pull Mike White out. I think Mike White has earned himself at least two more starts and then he'll get an additional start for every time he has a good game. And he'll just kind of keep pushing back. They'll give him one like, oh no, that wasn't a great game. Let's give him one more. Then if it's bad, you figure it out from there. But yeah, if Zach Wilson uh, wants to win back his teammates, the best way to win back his teammates is to win. RJ. RJ says, rest in piss. (laughs) To the coin. So you guys following the coin. Coin was 11-0 for the Jets season. Sorry. <laughs> I'm rolling with Mike White. Screw the coin. I'm done with the coin. Don't want to hear about the coin anymore. It was cool that it got that far. J-Boy says, White showed all quarterbacks. This team is quarterback heaven. That's probably one of the most important things that happened. And I'm, I'm interested to see what winds up happening in 2023 if White continues to play in some similar capacity. Do they try to just, like, take a Super Bowl-caliber roster? Because that's, that's what we are. We are a Super Bowl-caliber roster outside of the quarterback. Who knows? Maybe with Mike White, we are a Super Bowl, you know, contender now. But do they rest next year's healthy Brees Hall, AVT, all these guys that are on you know cheap contracts right now, do they roll the dice on solely Mike White? I don't think so. I think if Mike White plays well, there's a high chance that that Wilson is traded before training camp next year um, or near the deadline or something along those lines. But if if Mike White does well, I would bring in a quarterback like Gardner Minshew. I feel like for Mike White to take the next step forward, he should be able to beat out Minshew in a quarterback competition. Now, remember, Mike White's not under contract. What is Mike White going to ask for for money? If he continues to play well, do the Jets, like, let him walk? (laughs) Like, I don't, I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to franchise tag Mike White, I don't think. You're not going to pay him 30 some odd million dollars. I think you'd probably just go out and get Jimmy G at that point. It's more of a high floor option as much as you like Mike White. Now, I do think White has respect for the Jets because we plucked him, you know, from Dallas. There's clearly some love for him here. He likes the teammates. He's got everything. I would like to believe Mike White would sign a contract that allows him to make some good money if he plays well, but allows the Jets to have, you know, a little bit of flexibility. But yeah, Mike White performing well, seeing all the weapons do what they do. You think there's quarterbacks that might be leaving their team, might be thinking about asking for a trade, might be a free agent next year. Everyone's going to be looking at the Jets. I saw on Reddit the other day, they had a a post talking about what team is a quarterback away. And they listed listed a few names just to kind of get the, the ball rolling. Everyone went back to the New York Jets. They're like, this question seems built to be a New York Jet answer. And I think it's true. I, I, I think we can win with 
average quarterback play. Like if you're getting, let's say, top 13 to top 17 quarterback play consistently, you're going to be able to win some games. You're going to be squarely in the discussion for the playoffs and potentially for a Super Bowl. Brian Bogan says, Zach Wilson needs to learn to trust the offensive line like White does. He's got to learn a lot more than that. He's got to learn how to throw an easy pass because even if he doesn't trust the offensive line, he's throwing off his back foot, he's running around, he's he's like just bad mechanics trying to throw it to Barrios in the flat, can't complete a pass. He's got to learn a lot in addition to earning the respect back. Mike White has the team's confidence. And you saw it based on the play calling too. They didn't try to hide Mike White. They knew the Bears were the like really weak against the run. Jets did get their, you know, their own on the running green, but they took care of business through the air. Over 300 yards through 3 quarters. <laughs> they just took their foot off the gas like, "All right, let's just run the ball now. Just kill the clock, get out of here, we'll move on to Minnesota." I want to see more of that. All right, boys and girls, we have reached that time of the night. We are going to go to our phone lines. You get three minutes on the clock. After three minutes, you get booted. Going to eject you from the cockpit, so make sure you have your thoughts all aligned. Uh, Joe S. comes in says, if you sign a vet quarterback, you won't have the same team. Uh, It's true you won't have the same exact team, but if you're signing a vet quarterback, you can manipulate the cap to give you flexibility. Like you're probably, there's players that you're probably going to move on from. And that's probably guys like Carl Lawson, Corey Davis, uh, possibly CJ Mosley. If he doesn't restructure there, there's options. You're, you're going to have the majority of your, your strong players here. Who we got. From Jake. Hey, what's up, Jake? Welcome to the cockpit. Good evening, dude. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. How you feeling about yesterday's win? Uh, beyond ecstatic. Absolutely beyond ecstatic. Like, I actually felt like I watched a complete game of football for four quarters unlike another person. Yeah, I mean, when I'm watching Zach Wilson, it's like, oh, it's painful <laughs> to get through a game. It's like, I feel like if Zach played yesterday, it would have been like a 17-10 nail biter and you're just like banging your head against the wall. He's He'd have like 150 yards. Yeah. Dude, let's be very honest. Like, even the so-called blowout wins we had with Green Bay and the Dolphins and all these other games, Zach Wilson has not played one complete game of football for four quarters. That is a true fact. So all over the media that says, well, he got benched because of the Patriot game or is that – no, he's been benched because of all these games where he made the worst passes, the double coverage, triple coverage, dropped interceptions, you name it. So everyone wants to talk about Mike White's game in Buffalo, which, by the way – if you guys watched the game, four of the interceptions, three of them were tip passes and one was forced. Also, he was injured going to that game, too. So I want to end, let's just end that argument completely. He is dead. He is ready to go into this game this weekend against the Vikings and the Bills game. And I have utmost confidence he can help this team win, without a doubt. Yeah, I, dude, I, I, I watched how he played yesterday, and I'm looking at Minnesota and what other teams have done against Minnesota. Minnesota's got two losses. They have had an easy schedule. They have been very lucky with their schedule this entire year. And I'm looking at the Jets, and I know we've had a little bit of a, an easier way about it than I think we we thought we were going to have. I have no, um, I don't want to say I don't have any fear against the Vikings because Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football. 
but I trust our defense to be able to contain all the weapons. I mean, Hawkinson, they trade for him. That's a good unit on offense over there. I have more faith in Mike White being able to score points on that defense than I do us like containing all the weapons. <laughs> like that part scares me. Yeah, no, but plus uh, Andrew Booth is actually out for the season. They just announced it today. So their top corner mm. pick is now out. Patrick Peterson's aging. Mm-hmm. Harrison Smith is really not the same kid anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Hunter. I haven't seen Daniel Hunter really do anything. We were talking about getting him in the offseason. That was the thing we were, we were looking at. And yeah. so far, he has not panned out. So this defense is very, very vulnerable, and they really haven't played in a great division. Mm-hmm. So at this point now, to me, it's really it's sauce covering Je- Justin Jefferson. It's only the run game. You know, listen, the linebackers got a lot of work to do. They did not tackle well even in yesterday's game, and they have not tackled well against the Patriots. So I got to make sure that they're not going to put Dalvin Cook out. Sorry, Dalvin Cook out in the open along with Alexander Madison. If they can mm. stop the run easily and stay on top of uh, Jefferson, Kirk Cousins is going to be literally um, a fish in water. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm curious to see how we attack their offense. Is it going to be? You know, I, obviously, I don't think we're we're having um, saw shadow Jefferson the entire time. I think we're going to continue what we've been doing, and I think they're going to try and get Jefferson in the slot and have him on Michael Carter. That's something I don't particularly love, um, but they have a lot of options on offense, and how do we decide who we want to cover? Do we want to take away the run and force Kirk Cousins to try and throw on our secondary? How many players do we want to commit to the run? Do we want to try and drop you know, seven guys back and just rush with our front four and then just kind of let Dalvin Cook do what he wants and then just not get beat by the receivers? I don't know. I My concern here is going to be our linebacking core because that's where the tight ends and that's where the, the running backs that can catch passes out of the, the backfield can really do some damage. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You <laughs> big idiot. You're out of here! Uh, Jets take comes in. Thank you so much, dude. Says, could this be a Nick Foles moment for the New York Jets? Yes, I do. I think this is definitely what it is. When you look at the confidence in Carson Wentz after Big Nick, Big Dick Nick won the Super Bowl, they they had to trade Wentz. There was no the, the team chemistry was shot. Everyone wanted Foles. That's kind of what's going on right now with Zach Wilson. Now, hopefully, we win a Super Bowl at the end of this. That would be great. From Darrell. Darrell, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey. How goes it? Am I? Am I? So I just wanted to uh, give a quick call. Sure. Uh, here, here's what I wanted to say. Look, uh, there's, there's something I wanted to say about, you know, uh, Mike, uh, Doug Wilson. Sure. And that is, um, what's the word here? Uh, sunk cost, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, sunk cost. Something I'm learning in, while I was in college is uh, sunk cost, and uh, yeah, I think that's that a good. That you can't make a decision based mm-hmm. on, you know, a something that already happened, right? So you mm-hmm. picked, uh, you know, uh, Zach Wilson, second row pick, mm-hmm. but you can't make a decision to keep him in the in the game because he's the second row like pick. You know, that's why I. Uh, I was adamant about like, look, I, I, I made a, a few comments where it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, Mike White, Mike, he was he he he's playing because he's like the uh, the future, mm-hmm. right? And he has all the armor talent, but it's like the Rams. Look, like, look at the Rams. The Rams suck. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: they give up everything and they won a Super Bowl. So it's like, 
why don't get rid of Zach Wilson, right? Mm. And possibly win a uh, Super Bowl with mm. Mike White. So that's yeah, look, thing. you know, it's like I just want to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't care who the quarterback. Yeah. I just want a competent quarterback play. If I could watch Mike White do that every week, or even like seventy five percent of that, that'd be the best quarterback we've ever had. <laughs> but but that's the thing. That's like the issue was like uh, like like fans. You know, it's like they they want to keep. Zach Wilson in there mm-hmm. because he's a second overall pick, and that's mm-hmm. my my point. It's like you can't make a decision based on like, oh, look for example, look, hey, speaking, we sign the Rivas. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, we're gonna increase our like ticket costs. You know, you mm-hmm. can't make a a decision based on, oh, we have uh, Zach Wilson, he's a second overall pick, so we're gonna increase our uh, our ticket price. You know, you have to make it based on like the performance, the like the like the actual outcomes, not not on like the past. Yeah, I completely agree. And you you look at the amount of money that the team is gonna make with Mike White if they're winning versus Zach Wilson just being the number two overall pick. Like the worst thing that happened, the, the, like Zach's biggest issue from like our logistical standpoint is we use the second overall pick on him, and like is Joe Douglas still on board with Zach? Like, does he still want to see him develop? How much confidence does the rest of the staff have in him? Because it's clear as day, Mike White is easily the better quarterback right now. And they should and the, yeah, be looking at that, yeah, not my, the cost. Point. It's like, that's my point with like... like and I completely agree with you. Darrell was making a good point. Sunk costs. Don't get wrapped up in what you paid for someone. Good GMs will make the right decision to play the best player. And the head coach should do that. I love it. From Lima Bean. Lima Bean, what's up, dude? How you doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you doing? Dude, I it was nice to actually see good football. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, you know, Felt you know, really as nice. A Jets fan, I'll say it was nice to see offense. Like I haven't <laughs> seen an offense since twenty fifteen. It's been and a long time. Been, yeah. That's probably the last time we saw a good offense. Playing a different game on offense, which is one of those things like, you know, because we're always the run, run, pass, punt playbook. But like, I mean, on one hand, I'm excited for what Mike White did. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know, maybe it's my own personal biases against soft arm quarterbacks. But like, I still remember playing Madden with Chad Pennington and I couldn't throw a long pass for the life of me in that game. So, um, but that being said, like, hey, look, if Mike White has the opportunity, let's see how far we can run with him. But that being said, I do hope that Zach takes his time and opportunity to learn like actually mm-hmm. like marinate and like fix this because like i mean w- during the draft when he was drafted i didn't know anything about him until you know like rumors started going around and i looked into it's like he had mm-hmm. the talent uh, he had the great work ethic and everything i've heard was good so i was like all right let me try to believe in the kid sure it's like you know like like josh rosen or like the other brian leaf they had like bad characters that didn't want to work i don't see that mm-hmm. with that kid so i just hope that he figures it out on his own in the meantime let's see what mike white can give us and then you know Hopefully this is the what Zach Wilson needs to figure it out because like it sucks that if he's not the guy, like man, that's like another quarterback in the grave. Like, and I hate falling in love with our draft pick. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's dude, just, it's like, it's brutal, and I think it's it's tough for like New York because I think we we tend to fall in love with our draft pick. I, I think most teams do, but because of the media and because of the well, pressure that we put on more our disputed than I think any other draft pick. Like you know, we love Mark Sanchez. Maybe mm-hmm. you know not so much because a second rounder. We fell mm. in love with Sam Darnold. And then, like, Zach was, like, very, you know, because a lot of people want Fields or Mac Jones or Trey Lance or something else. But, like, mm. it's just 
my thing is like I still want to see more. I don't want to get captivated in the moment. I was like, hey, if mm-hmm. we could have more games like that, great. But like, I wish I I wish Mike White would have played against Belichick and see what he would have done against that. That's what I wanted to see personally. But like. I think the reason they let Zach go against Belichick is because if he could do well against Belichick, that's the spark the team needs. And he he couldn't do anything. And I think think that gave them... Belichick's like, like, I think he said it best, like, Belichick's 100% for every game. He's like 200% for us. So I think he loves kind of cutting the tree before it just, like, you know, grows for us. But that being said, I hope he learns and I hope Mike White, you know, keeps doing what he's doing. Like, I think what makes Mike White great is because he doesn't have the superior talent... He, his fundamentals are like on like point. Mm-hmm. Like he does what he needs to to push it. And it's like the pitcher throws 100 miles an hour but has no control. He has great mm-hmm. stuff, but he can't throw it in the strike zone. Like Randy Johnson back in like the way old days, you know? Like, mm-hmm. So I hope for Zach, I do want to see his potential. I do want to see that. It sucks seeing Trevor Lawrence do good. I was like, no, nah, fuck that. Like, um, <laughs> no, like I, listen, a lot I'm of the quarterbacks in that point, class but, weren't doing great, but they were definitely doing better than Zach. No, and that, that's. I, yeah, they keep giving the opportunity to do well. It's like, no, nah, I'm tired of I want to be the one with the successful quarterback. I want everyone else to be in purgatory for once. I'm bitter about it. Like, you know, so I just I, I'm hoping that Zach figures it out. And I'm hoping that Mike White Hold does a great job, too. Like, let's see what happens. And I don't want to close the book on him until he's gone. But while he's wearing Jets stuff, I'm going to root for the kid regardless. Yeah. And look, he came back after his injury last year and he came back refreshed. He played a lot better. Uh, maybe that's what we get coming back and having him sit for a little bit. I mean, he's still a young kid. He I just mean, turned 23 at the beginning of August. I mean, he's the second youngest quarterback was, in the NFL. He benched like five times last year, and if he could come back from that, like, I mean, anyone could come back from anything. Alex Smith mm-hmm. also another one who kind of, you know, I just I just see more of, like, Mike White being a Tannehill. Like, we'll beat a Tennessee Titans, but never good enough to go to the promise line, but he's good enough to mm-hmm. compete every year, which is great for us and our standard. But, like, mm-hmm. I want I want the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> like, that's that's the question that I think I want to have answered. Like, if he goes we out... We can compete with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. We need someone to come, go on par with them, and that's the truth. Absolutely. If I see him go and ball out these next two weeks against two of our toughest opponents on our schedule, I'm going to have far more confidence. Like, I'm already excited for Mike White, and I think he's going to perform better than Zach would be able to in these situations at this point in time. But if he can ball out against the good teams... Watch out. This team is all of a sudden a Super Bowl contender. Brother, thank you yep. so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. All from Michael Timmons. Michael, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Ryan. I I, I called you once last year, but every every week it's very hard to get, get through with you, you know? <laughs> I've been try- um, I really got to figure out how to do a call waiting. I don't know how to do that. I keep saying I'm going to figure it out, and I just haven't. <laughs> so I apologize yeah. about that. I'm glad yeah. to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm, I live in the Tampa Bay area, but I want to tell you about Mike White. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Mike White because he played uh, for U- USF, University of South Florida. But then towards the end, I think it was his third or fourth year, he transferred to another school. Mm-hmm. But I had, seasons, I had a buddy of mine had season tickets, and uh, we used to go uh, see USF play. And, that's when I was used to seeing Mike White play all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, I like, I like the men and, you know, I like him. I really like him now. So he, he's really, he's really a good kid, you know? So, you know, so, you know, um, I hope he does well the rest of the year. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm a big fan of Mike White. So I just wanted to tell, uh, mention that to you, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that's awesome to hear too. Like that you got to see him in person in college and see, 
you know, what he's about, not just like what we've seen in the in the little bit of time. Because I'll be honest, I didn't watch any of his college tape. I didn't watch anything of him coming out. I was not thinking about Mike White. When he came in last year, I was like, who the hell is Mike White? <laughs> and like, he slings it all over the field. So I, I'm a, I believe in Mike White. I look at his confidence. Yesterday's game for me was better than the Bengal game last year. Like yesterday felt right. It felt like things were going to click and they did. I'm just glad it didn't like fall apart. And that was in the rain too. Like imagine this dude in good weather or in a dome. Like what are your expectations? Did you hear what, did you hear what, uh, yeah. And that, yeah, that was his first game in a year. Yeah. In the rain. But, uh, I was, a concern, I was a little concerned today what Sal was saying uh, on his press conference that, you know, um, that, you know, we're going to take it week to week. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he was saying, he, he, he mentioned something about, you know, that, uh, you know, Zach will have his chance, you know, to play again. I just, I just don't want to see him the rest of the year, you know. I don't want to say I don't want to see Zach the rest of the year because I, I, I don't right now. <laughs> As long as Mike White's playing well, you don't put Zach Wilson in. Like we, I, I believe we can ride Mike White these six games and definitely make the playoffs with Zach. I think it's likely we make the playoffs, but like, I don't know if it's gonna click for him. Like, it just doesn't seem like that's in the cards. I was kind of speculating maybe after Minnesota and after Buffalo, if Mike White struggles a little bit, it'll be a little bit easier to justify going back to Zach at that point. Maybe have him compete against the Lions. That'll be a little fluff game. The Jaguars, a little fluff game. Kind of, I don't want to call it a little fluff game because they just beat the Ravens yesterday. But I, I think there's going to be easier opportunities to go back to Zach. And I I get the feeling that ownership and the GM and everyone else kind of like, they're not giving up on Zach, or at least they're not, they're not saying it right now. I think they got to get through the season and then they can kind of make a decision. But I would be surprised if they wanted to roll with Zach like without competition, say, for next year. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected You're out of from here. the cockpit. Boys and girls, you got three minutes on the three minutes on the clock. After three minutes, you get ejected. Want to hear your thoughts? Tell me how you're feeling about Mike White. Is he the future? Is he the answer for next year for us? From Wyatt Peters. Except Wyatt, one. what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Oh, hello, man. I didn't think I'd be able to get a hold of you. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you on, dude. How you feeling? Good. It's uh, it's rare for me to see a Jets win. That actually makes me feel good instead of bite my fingers off. Like The last yeah. game I felt this good was the one we uh, won with Flacco against the Browns because that was just such a cool way to win. Yeah, right. Like It felt like all the Zach wins were like by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> it wasn't providing me a whole lot of confidence. Like I felt like we were going to get bounced one and done um, until he figured out how to make it click, but... Mike White goes in, and he's clicking automatically. I know. It was crazy. And it, watching it, it blew my mind. I was one of the guys who wanted to see Strebler. I said, I don't want to see White. He sucked in the preseason. Man, he proved me wrong, and I'm willing to admit I was wrong. I'm very happy with how White played. Yeah, I think it's nice. Once we saw him elevated to the number two overall quarterback, uh, you know, behind Zach, you start kind of thinking. You're like, hmm, it's an interesting move. Like, why put him in front of Flacco, and why kind of make that uh, – you know, maybe as known as it was. I, I well, think there's confidence. About him. What was that? Like players kept talking about him too behind the scene. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, you could tell that there was a confidence in him and that they could rely on him getting the ball to the playmakers. And that's all this offense needs. I mean, you look at Jimmy G, they went to a Super Bowl. I am confident Mike White could at least play to that level. 
no, I agree, and I, I, I do, I do think we ought to be more cautious with our optimism because we're Jets fans, and good things don't really happen yes. to us. But I will say, if he continues to play like this, I'm okay with keeping him and not even getting a quarterback next year. The thing mm. that I like the most about him is when Zach was playing, you could kind of see he was scared to play. He was scared to throw the ball. He was scared in the pocket. He ran away a lot. Mm-hmm. Even when he was throwing, he didn't look confident in his throws. And Mike White had did not have. He was fearless. He threw darts everywhere. He threw them. And if he had, like, a giant, like, 300-pound defender, like, charging me, just sidestepped slightly and threw a dart right down the field. It was very impressive to watch. And very it, – it made me feel confident in Mike White's ability. Yeah, I thought his pocket presence was incredible. You watch how he slid around the pocket, and there was one throw – it might have been to Ty Johnson on, like, a little bit of, a, like, a wheel route, like, kind of, like, on the left side, uh, where he, he stepped up just a little bit, avoided the strip sack, and just – you know, nice little dink and dunk. And you, you know, scampers for what was it, 15 yards or whatever it was? Like, those are the things that are impressive to me. Like, Zach Wilson running around, like, yeah, visually that looks really good. But Tom Brady made a living doing the little shifts in the pocket. You don't have to go crazy far, but just sidestep. Use other players' momentum and leverage against them. And I think Mike White knows how to do that. I think that comes with time. Like, Zach could learn that if he had six years in the NFL, like, you know, White does or however long he's been in the league for. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot to like about Mike White that isn't necessarily so obvious right off the bat. No, I agree. And I really hope he, like I said, we should probably be more off like pessimistic than we are now. But ever since I've been a Jets fan, I've noticed we're optimistic and, and pessimistic no matter what's happening. If we win a game, we're going to be the most optimistic fan base. If we lose a game, we're going to be the most pessimistic fan base. So I'm, I'm just going to ride the trip, ride the wave here. Dude, it's a jet life. roller coaster. That's what it is. <laughs> it's like every Actually, week, just oh, I get it. I get heartburn from watching this team, brother. Thank Those you so Patriots much for the call. Get- You've been ejected from the cockpit. Making some good points over there. I like it. Who we got on the line? From Christian. Christian, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey there, how's it going in the building? Ah, it feels good. Feels real good. Yes, uh, we finally get a decent offensive performance, or at least above decent. Anyway, honestly, I don't. It's good that Mike White played well, mm-hmm. but honestly, he played against uh, an injured Bears defense, and everybody on social media is bragging that oh Wilson is done. He, the, starting job is done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Even looking at last year when he had that 405-yard performance, people were hyping him up and then he sucked after that. And I'm not sure if um, it's going to happen again or he's going to continue this amazing performance. So we don't know what he's going to be long-term right now. And we've seen of his four starts, two of them have been historic. One that got him into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so like... Half of his games right now are significantly better than anything we've seen from Zach Wilson. Now, this was a weaker Bears team. They were missing a bunch of starters on defense. They traded away their two best guys. Their third best guy got injured on the field. You know, they're missing cornerbacks left and right. I'm not trying to grade him solely on this performance and just the bangle game or anything. I want to see these next two weeks. I can sit back and watch. I don't care. It's all right. You know, I if he, if he crashes and burns and then we have to go back to Zach... That's fine. I, you know, I don't want to see that happen, 
But if it happens, it happens. And I, I, I think we move on to a different quarterback next year. But I think the we could sit back and just enjoy this ride. There's there's no reason to put a bunch of doubt on this kid when the game that like he really got blown out in against Buffalo, he had no weapons on the field. He got, you know, beat up by a, the number one defense in the league. This team is vastly different from where it was last year. And I don't think we should expect the same results post uh, the Bengal game the way we did last year. Yeah, big facts. And also... Um, looking at long term for Mike White, um, mm-hmm. like if he continues to play well and he wins us a freaking Super Bowl, of course you keep him as a star. But what do you do with Zach Wilson as the number two overall pick? Do you trade him or? Mm-hmm. Um, but we won't trade him. But like, will you keep him as a backup uh, and he'll improve and then eventually, um, when Mike White leaves and he becomes a starter eventually, is that what happens? Yeah, I mean, I think Mike White is probably. Uh, you'd have to re-sign him. So I'm curious to see what that cost is. I guess it depends how far he could possibly take us this year if he continues to stay in. If White is the guy with Zach, I think you'd have to trade him because I, I don't know how you have that kind of locker room um, with him being the former number two overall pick. I think you could move him maybe to a team like the Rams if they have Stafford sitting there and you let Zach you know, sit behind uh, Stafford for a little bit with Sean McVay coaching him and teaching him a little bit, has a little bit more time. He's in LA, he's in the flashy city. Who who knows? Maybe that's you know an option. I think for right now, I would hold on to him and then in training camp, pull the trigger on a trade. Uh, if we determine Mike White or Garoppolo or Carr or wh- whatever quarterback potentially comes in next year, um, unless, like, I don't know what Zach would have to do for me to feel comfortable you know, wanting to start him next year. That's kind of where I'm at. Boom! You're out of here! You're out of here. Call from Fabian. Fabian, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Ryan, what's up, my man? How's it going? Dude, I'm enjoying a little victory Monday. What's going on with you, brother? Hey, nothing much. I I called you... A couple months ago, I told you Corona should be paying you to do your thing there. I hope it worked out for you. <laughs> I, wish, I wish they would. It's it's really, you know, I find my beach even in, uh, you know, late November. Yeah, you're getting there, man. You're getting popular. You'll get there. <laughs> um, bro, it's crazy, man. If you told me that if I went to the moon in September and came back now, you told me the Jets start off one and two, Fabian, but then – Zach Wilson came back and he got us to he got us five and two, let us mm-hmm. you know six and two man, and then and then told me, but he was benched for poor play. I'd be like, wait, what the hell happened <laughs> the last three months? You're telling me the Jets were six and two and Zach Wilson was playing bad, but he it's absolutely true. Um, yeah, it's a wacky it, season. It, it, it's really wacky, man, and uh, it, the sky's the limit for his team. Um, I only wish. And and I said it in real time. I forget Zach Wilson's feelings. Zach Wilson's feelings. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter of that game, he should have been yanked. Mike White, go get us three points, get us a victory, and come Monday mm-hmm. we'll sort out the bodies. But that's the only you know problem I have with Salah. But other mm-hmm. than that, man, uh, this kid looks comfortable. This kid yeah. looks comfortable. He's got no jittery feet, nothing. Mm-hmm. He's throwing the ball. By the way, I appreciate you putting up those uh, videos of every throw by Zach Wilson, every throw by Mike White. Those are pretty cool, bro. 
Yeah, of course. I, I enjoy doing it. I'm literally, because while I'm editing it, I get to rewatch the plays multiple times. So I, I have a pretty decent idea of what I'm talking about by the time I do the post game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, but uh, if you watch those without even seeing where the ball goes, even though by now we know where the ball goes, you just see the mm -hmm. difference between White and Wilson without even seeing the ball. Just see him in the oh, pocket. The, the yak. More. The ball yeah. placement where guys can make a play after they catch the ball. Nothing uh, spoke to me more than watching the tight ends catch. There was, a, I think, one or two to Conklin that were just like right yep. in stride. Just beautiful passes. And, uh, one, and one to uh, a third down to Azama. Azuma, Azuma, yes. Same thing. Yep. Got, it was like five yards before the first down marker, but there was no one by him, gave him a chance to turn around. Yeah, it's just, mm -hmm. I think there's something to sitting. And my biggest thing, I really thought Zach Wilson should have sat at least half the season last year. I think you have to see an NFL game in real time. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't go from BYU and no fans in the stands to the NFL like that, especially with a bad team like the Jets had last year. But, mm -hmm. you know, listen, revisionist history, whatever. No, I think you're right. And I think the, the issue that I believe where that kind of came from was back in 2000, I don't know if it was 10 or 11, whenever they changed the CBA and they allowed the yep. – the, rookie pay scale it's a great thing you know veteran players are getting more money but it allows teams to bail on quarterbacks earlier than i think they should yeah. you know obviously there's a there's a lot of financial things that go into it you're wasting players careers by holding on to a quarterback that long but guys like aaron Rodgers got to sit guys like you know uh alex Mahomes. smith had to learn on the job it took him forever to be a really good quarterback and i think that's where Zach Wilson could be. He has all the tools. I just think it might be, you know, he might be 26 by the time he's actually like a good quarterback. And the Jets yeah. just don't have that kind of timetable. And, and they don't because they're ahead of schedule. They became, I mean, that's the biggest difference too. If they were four mm -hmm. and six, they might yeah. have not made that switch. But at six and four, it's like, hey, we're right there. And they got, the yep. deep, I mean, the sky's the limit. I think they could do some damage and, I like this game against Minnesota. At Buffalo, is going to be a little tougher. Minnesota's defense yeah. is weak. They could go over the middle with them. Yeah, I, I look at this and I say, man, Robert Sala must be wheelbarrowing his balls around because they're so big. Being able to bench the number two overall pick for a guy in the fifth round that you got off waivers, like, that took nuts. You saw how good this defense is. The defensive players are looking around and they're like, okay, this is, like, we're really good. Like, this, like, championship caliber good. Good on the team for realizing it and good on the team for making the move. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been That's it. Get out of here. from the cockpit. Who we got? All from Angelo. Angelo, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Yes, Ryan. All right, man. Hey, I want to say thank you for doing this, man. I think all us, all us Jets fans need this. We need to call into a show. We need to talk about the Jets, man. We really, we really appreciate it, bro. It's I mean, fun. I this is. I, I was telling my wife. I was like, this is probably my favorite show that I do, just because it's like I get to hear from everyone, and like I hear the excitement in the voices, and it's just it's fun. So tell me, how are you feeling after uh, yesterday's game? Yeah, and you're the best one too, man. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I think that's how the Jets fans are. We're just. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything is just kind of like, what have you done for me recently? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can't help but feel like that. Obviously, you know, you got to be a smart Jets fan and know that it's a long season. And if you look at the schedule, I think a couple of years ago, maybe even last year, you'd say, oh, my God, we got a chance. You know, Seattle, Detroit, Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. But now you look at these teams, and they're good. 
So mm-hmm. I mean, if we're gonna make the playoffs, dude, it, it ain't it ain't a, it ain't a cakewalk. I'll tell you that right now. Ah, again, uh, I'm yeah. just telling you, these teams are, are are a lot more difficult now. And and what I want to ask you before uh, the time runs out here is, sure. Joe Douglas has done a great job, mm-hmm. but I think these next two to three years, we're mm-hmm. gonna see what he's made of because we got a lot of high draft picks, and he's got to figure out how to pay everybody. Yeah, and this is the first, the first time he's gonna first, like be able to, right? Like like Quinn and Williams is gonna be the first contract for a first round Jets draft pick since Muhammad Wilkerson. Yep. So I mean, and then after that you got you look at well, you look at CJ Mosley. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think in the draft this year, I think we gotta I think we gotta replace him. I love CJ and I hopefully he's back mm-hmm. next year, but I think the smart thing to do is replace him, especially if Mike White does well and you give him a two to three year deal, two to three year deal, maybe 20 million, 25 mm-hmm. million. I, I don't know what it, you know, but um, if Mike White plays and brings us to the AFC championship game or something like that, I mean, you're mm-hmm. going to have to pay him. And uh, CJ Mosley, uh, I don't know. I don't know how that's all going to work out. We'll see what Joe Douglas does. That's and, the situation um, that I'm interested in. You, what you just described is what happens if Mike White gets us to like an AFC championship game? Like how much do you pay him? And how much do you believe he was a facilitator? Because if you think that you can get Jimmy G for cheaper or you can get Gardner Minshew for cheaper, like does that go further or is the face of Mike White and the ability to lead the team the way he did more valuable than whatever you would be saving on getting a different quarterback? I I don't know what the answer to that is. I, I think I think you keep it in house. I think if yeah. Mike White's done it, he's here. I mean, at, at that point, maybe Jimmy G is better, but maybe mm-hmm. he's not better with this team. We know Correct. Mike White is good with this team, and, and Mike White can Mike still White's grow. Like Jimmy G is kind of like a finished product. Like I don't feel like Jimmy G is getting better. I just feel like he's got a high floor. Yeah, and I think if you look at Mike White's stats in college, I mean, thirty-four touchdowns, seven interceptions, four thousand passing yards his last two years. Mm-hmm. That's why it was a fifth round pick. He's six foot five. He's twenty seven years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, did, yeah, you got ten years with this guy. Like, like if he plays well and he and he, you deem him to be the guy, like the quarterback. Yeah, you can have him an easy eight to ten years. And we really like the window that we're looking at right now for Super Bowl window because of the defense that we have. This is a three year, maybe four year window. Now, if Joe Douglas can continue to hit on draft picks, that extends that window dramatically. But the Jets are going to go all in starting this offseason to try and win a Super Bowl these next three years. That's what's exciting about this. Boom! (laughs) He was mid-thought process. I'm sorry, dude. Who we got? Jet Mike. Jet Mike, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, guys. Good win for the week. Right? Awesome. Feels good. Feels good to be happy again. <laughs> hey, we got a strong team now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels like they're all yeah. clicking. Like, this could be the spark that just, like, sets everything ablaze. Like, this could be the run. <laughs> like, we might be watching. That might have been the trigger, depending on what happens these next hey, two games. do you really fear anybody this year? I don't. Like, I feel confident, you know, yep. man to man, anybody, any team. I would no say the I, I'm going to feel a lot more confident after this next Vikings game and Buffalo game. And then I think our next true test is going to be Miami with Tua, with Waddle, with uh, Tyree Kill. Like those are the teams I'm kind of keeping an eye on. I, I think the Jets should beat Minnesota. We have beaten Buffalo. So I think we can do that again. I think. But this team believes. That's, that's just it. A the team culture. that believes 
and they have faith in everything, like they're going to give it that little bit of extra juice. And they want to fight, man. They want to be here. They want to play football. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is exciting. This is the first time we've been able to do this like since 2015, and it is so refreshing. I can't tell you. I was like going through my my pre-show setup, and I was like, okay, what should I put in this like little column when the camera switches? And I was like, oh, I'm going to put the playoffs. This is in a draft pick. Usually I have like the draft <laughs> rankings and like the mock draft. Like, oh, what position are the Jets sitting in? I could care less about Tankathon. <laughs> I'm very happy talking about football yeah, we this time of year. were supposed to be the first overall pick? Uh, yep, yep. Oh, oh we're going to start 0-9. Oh, I think even Connor Hughes said we could start <laughs> like 2-8 and eight, like to start the season. Like it was like no one had any faith in us. That's so sad, man. We got some great players. We're going to really show the world what's, what's to come. Yeah, I, I believe we have the correct coaching staff in place. I believe we have the correct GM. And I think it's just a matter of figuring out the quarterback. And I think Mike White has a shot to be it. And he's going to have the opportunity to prove it because he has six games left plus the playoffs. If, uh, you know, assuming, fingers crossed, everything goes well. We're currently sitting in the seventh seed right now. But looking at the other teams, it looks like it's going to be the Patriots and the Chargers as the other two teams that we're going to be competing with. But there's some tough games on the schedule for for a few of those teams. So I think 10-7 and seven may get us in. But we don't need him to be a superstar. We just need to be a balanced team. Yeah. I completely agree. And balance is a good word because you saw how he distributed the ball across the the board. If someone goes down and gets hurt, you have the confidence to be able to spread the ball around and it's you're not you're not handicapped. It's not like Corey Davis goes down and all of a sudden Zach Wilson can't find anyone because he doesn't have faith in anyone. Like Mike White is spreading the ball around and I think that's more important than like I don't say it's more important than anything, but it that's a huge piece of this whole puzzle. I can't wait to see Je- Jefferson versus Sauce. Oh, dude, it's going to be fun. This has been the matchup I've kind of been eyeballing since the Miami game. It's like, okay, how are we going to, you know, combat this? Like, if we can hold Jefferson to, like, 70 yards and a touchdown, like, that's a win, I think. If you keep him under 100 yards, that's good. And I think the Jets, with this secondary, I think they could, like, they could make it even worse for him than that. (laughs) Like, I should say I want to see less yardage, but I just, he's going to get his reps. The guy's incredible. So I think if you can hold him to like less than 70 yards, no more than a touchdown, I think the Jets defense did their job and the Jets are going to come away with a victory. Dude, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected You're out of here. from the cockpit. Call from Ryan from the Bronx. Ryan from the Bronx. What's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Good to hear from you. Ah, good to hear from you too. How are you feeling about yesterday's win and how are you feeling about Mike White in particular? Listen, first off, I know everybody has established the nickname uh, Mike fucking White. Uh, no, nah, that's not what we're doing, man. Uh, I've been calling him Mike the Dyke White for about a year. Ryan, why do you call him the Dyke, you ask? Well, because he's not really fucking around with these dudes. That's why. That's ridiculous. I enjoyed the thought process that went into that. I had no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> No, um, listen, I don't know why a lot of people are surprised. To me, Mike White showed us everything we needed to see last year. Mm-hmm. I think um, for people that might have forgot, he came in halfway through a Patriots game, through a touchdown of Corey Davis. Everybody was kind of like, okay, season's over. Comes in against a playoff hope Cincinnati team who would eventually become a Super Bowl team and just lights them up. And mind you, this is with less talent. This is with a 32nd ranked defense. 
he lights them up. Mike mm-hmm. White isn't a generational talent like mm-hmm. Zach was uh, projected to be. And you know what? I'm okay with that because what he is is a six foot five beast who's going to put mm-hmm. the ball in place. We saw how he spread the ball yesterday like a point guard, like we've all been just mm-hmm. wanting to see. And I think every time he <clears throat> has played a game, we can see that, hey, maybe this offense isn't as bad as we make it to be. Maybe Mike LaFleur's uh, uh, call, play calling isn't as bad as we think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, every time he's in there, he just shows he shows how good uh, the offense can be. And listen, we might not get three touchdowns every game, but we don't need that with this defense. We just need someone who can take care of the football and play with poise. And I think Mike White carries that. Um, so I'm very excited with the game. I, I know people are saying it was just against Chicago, but I don't I don't care about that. Um, let's play clean football, and that's what we did uh, yesterday. So. Uh, I'm really hopeful about Mike White, and mm-hmm. I think we beat Minnesota. I think we do with Mike White at the helm. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm right there with you, and I think the the confidence stems from the poise he had in the pocket. And his arm is way stronger than I gave him credit for. I, I thought he was just going to be this guy that was just dinking and dunking his way down the field, which you know he does the easy stuff, which is you know 90 percent of the NFL game. You know, if you are you know okay at the other 10 percent. You're still doing good. <laughs> like you're all right. I, I like what Mike White does. I like what he brings to the team. I love how you said, uh, like a point guard. That's exactly what he is. He can distribute the ball to his playmakers. It's exactly what the Jets mm-hmm. need. We don't need generational talent when you have the level of talent that's on this team. Correct. Correct. That was beautifully said. And and before you kick me off, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to comment about his arm strength. Uh, listen, he may not be out here, you know, gunning it sixty yard passes, but yo. When he has to throw a strike in between a safety and a corner into a yep. tight window, he can, he can hit that ball, and and that's what you want to see, especially in this type of offense. You know, dump off ten yard passes, fifteen yard passes. You know, it's not really a flashy offense. It's more of just put the ball. You know, one two three, boom, one two three, boom, just in and out, ball off the hands, and he has the arm strength to gun it in. So, I'll be buying my Mike White jersey tomorrow. And um, what color are you gonna buy it in? I'm gonna get it in the black. Sure. Oh, I love I it. <laughs> He's had his two best yes, games sir. wearing the black jersey, right? I was going to say, Mike White should be in the white jersey, shouldn't he? But Mike White in the black jersey has looked pretty good so far. Oh, it's so sick, man. <laughs> Brother, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Boys and girls, you get three minutes on the clock. After three minutes, I eject you from the cockpit. Who we got? Call from Joe. Joe, what's up, dude? Welcome back to the cockpit. Hey, Brian, what's up? Uh, I am hanging in there. I'm enjoying a little beer on a victory Monday. Tell me, how are you feeling about yesterday's game? I'm feeling great. I did the right thing by mm-hmm. benching Zach, you know, to show him that, you know, you got to live up to your billing. You got to play up to par. Sure. You know, you can't just get by on your good looks and, uh, you know, your mediocre play. Right, you know? yeah. I, I felt like Zach Wilson was like this myth of a person, like the whole, oh, he banged his mom's friend and like, oh, you know, all this stuff. It's like, oh, wow, you know, he's yeah. such, he's got this swagger about him. Mike White is like the vanilla ice cream of quarterbacks and I love it. <laughs> it's everything we've needed. <laughs> yeah, he, he did a great job yesterday. But let me keep things, things in perspective, Ryan. Sure. With some of these young callers because there was only one person I heard on heard tonight that's old that sounded older to me <laughs> and you know i'm 49 let me say this jet fans go to the next hot thing and this is what they do mm-hmm. but you can look at examples like nick Foles, mm-hmm. who did great with the eagles won a super bowl mm-hmm. signed a big contract where is he now look at joe flacco 
Another one. Had a good career with Baltimore, won a Super Bowl. Where is he now? My point yeah, is he this. played like 10 years in Baltimore, and they were like always playoff yeah. contenders. I only need one Super Bowl. You give me constant playoff contender and one Super Bowl, I'm like happy as a pig in shit. Yeah, you know why? Because I don't, I, Ryan, I, you know, I love you. I think you're a great guy, but I don't, if you want to have long-term success, mm-hmm. you want to build a dynasty, can't sure. have that mindset. And I'll tell you why. Yes, we will take anything because we're Jet fans. Mm-hmm. We haven't even been in a Super Bowl in 50 years. 50-plus years, that is. Sure, but, but Mike White did what no other quarterback in the it? history of the league has done. He's had two games in his first four games where he has had 300-plus yards, 75% completion percentage, and three touchdowns. No one else has ever done that. And he's on our team. This guy could be a yeah, franchise quarterback. Do, do you think he's an elite quarterback? I don't think he's elite right now, but we have six more games that we could watch him before I determine, hey, this is the guy for next year, or, you know... If he plays to the level of play that he had this past week, we're going to beat Minnesota, we're going to beat Buffalo, and we're going to, you know, just go on a run. Like, we're going to go 5-1 and one if he plays like he did yesterday. But I think I the agree. defenses we're going to play are going to be a little bit better. The offense is going to be a lot better. And I think there's there's going to be more of a test overall of our team. And the nice thing is we don't have to answer, is Mike White elite right now? We have until free agency starts to make that determination. Well, yeah. You're right, and I think he's been a good leader. Mm-hmm. That's that's the number one thing to get everybody all on the board. That's the thing, like him. Is he is a leader of men. That's that's what it feels like, and it's not like he's, you know, Tom Brady or anyone like crazy, crazy. But you could tell he commands the respect of the players on the field, and they they respect him because of what he's able to do. And I agree, mm-hmm. but for long term success, the way Joe Douglas wants to build is a dynasty. Sure. And you can't go by like you said four games. Which Jets fans are doing? I love it. You know what I'm but it's not going to be four games. It's going to be 10 games by the time we're done with this season. Brother, I love you so much. You've been ejected from that game. You're out of here. Sorry, Joe. Call from AbLab. AbLab. What's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on, man? How are you, man? Dude, Good I'm having Monday. a good Happy night. Monday. Yeah. What's I that am. Beer? You want an IPA over there, man? What you drinking? Over I got there? so I've got a Corona, so it's not an IPA. I do have IPAs downstairs. I figured I'd burn through some Coronas. I got three more left after these three that I'm gonna have tonight, <laughs> and then I got then I got to work through some White Claws. I got a few other beers. We had uh, Thanksgiving at my house, so I have like a cooler loaded with <laughs> with all the drinks. Oh, oh, good man! You got the leftovers. It's holiday season, man. So hell yeah, you know, enjoy your Monday. Absolutely, listen, man. I I I'm ecstatic about Mike White's play, um, troubled by Zach, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if Mike White continues to play like this, mm-hmm. great. You know what I mean? We'll take it. We'll ride it. We, you know, we're contending. But kind of like what the, the past caller was saying, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we want to be perennial. We want to be able to not only get one Super Bowl, but hopefully two or make it to like three or four. You want to be in that conversation. In order for us to do it, the quarterback play, to be able to, to, to kind of be repeat offenders, if you would, in the championship contention. It feels like we've already won a Super Bowl, by the way you're talking. I just want to get a – I want to get in the playoffs. We have the longest playoff drought of like any team. 
I just I know, want to get in like the playoffs. Said, but, 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 okay, we want to get in the playoffs, but bro, look at our team. We have six games right plus whatever the playoffs are to determine if Mike White's going to be the guy. He may not be. No, it's, listen, it's entirely possible. Listen, I know. All right, go. We as Jets fans, look, I'm 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 older than the caller who called before, so I'm, I'm with him. We as Jets fans have dealt with mediocre, mediocrity to mm-hmm. BS for so many years that just getting in the playoffs will fucking tickle our gonads and shit. You know what I mean? But <laughs> Dude, I just want to say it's proof of concept, right? Like if, if we get to the playoffs this run. year and we see how far we can get, if we can win a game in the playoffs, ugh. And I, I Ryan, think you I think you're gonna see other other team. quarterbacks well, want to all, come here. Ryan, our team is mm-hmm. one of, if not the youngest team in the NFL, mm-hmm. one of the youngest. We also have a brand new GM mm-hmm. basically, as well as a coaching staff. We're we're groomed right now, like to to, to be ten, fifteen years doing this, man. We're, sure. we're, we're set up this way. To, to, to not just have one time and that's it. We're one quarterback away. Hopefully Mike will continue to play great. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But we, we we definitely next year need to like look at some options. Is there a quarterback next year that you kind of look at and you say, hey, that's the guy I would like to bring in here? Like, let's assume Mike White's not an option. Like, it, you know, he, he either fizzles out or it's just not, you know, I mean, that. Let, think, let's say he's think, not in the cards. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously Jimmy G is the easiest route, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know they're going to want to, they have to invest in Trey Lance. They have to see what they have there. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy's playing great, knows the system. A mm-hmm. um, little long in the tooth. Also, Derek Carr would be great, you know, mm-hmm. but that's going to cost us, you know, but he could be great. And we could also, you know, if, if we get like somewhere, if our draft is right, we mm-hmm. We're in the fourth round, and we happen to have a QB on our board that we said, okay, this is the fourth round, but he drops to, like, the fifth round, the sixth round, and we could get him because mm-hmm. I trust J.D. more than anybody. They yeah. do that with a Jimmy G, Mike White, and whoever this new son of a bitch could be that we got in the sixth round. So that's you know? that's exactly where that. I'd like to go. And be, before I, like uh... – <laughs> If Mike White plays well enough to uh, for, to have us justify bringing him back, then I'm probably looking at bringing in someone like a Gardner Minshew and having those two compete because I feel like they would raise the level of the competition between the two of them. I feel like if yeah. if Mike White's not going to be retained and they're thinking, "Hey, we we like Jimmy G. We you know that's the the guy we've been to a Super Bowl with. He knows the offense. You know, let's just roll with that." Then yes, I do definitely want to have uh, a mid-round guy, like a third or fourth round quarterback that can just sit behind whoever it is and just learn. There, there's no rushing people to start. I don't like the the early quarterback. I think we've seen it fizzle out so many times in New York. It's just not worth the headache at this point, especially with the team that's built to win right now. We don't have two mm-hmm. years to let, allow a guy to develop, but we do have time to let a guy that is developed come in immediately and have someone sit behind him. So I completely agree with you on that that's front. You're brother, here. You've been ejected from the cockpit. We got Stifler's mom says, how good can Sam Ellinger be with this team? I don't know. <laughs> That's a question for someone else. Who we got? Oh, no. Hung up on me. 
call from? Donald. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Yo, man, I've been trying to get to you for the last couple months. <laughs> Glad Mike you're through. <laughs> Dude, Mike friggin' White. Talk to me. How are you feeling about yesterday? And do you think Mike White is the answer at quarterback? Yes, he is the answer for now. Yeah, that's see, that's good. I, that's the best thought I've had from someone that called in so far. <laughs> because everyone's like, oh, no, like you're, you're hyping this up. We've got six friggin' games to see this guy play. We don't have to worry. We can sit back and relax, enjoy the ride. Exactly. And that's, that's what I love seeing right now. Everybody mm-hmm. was on Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Well, Zach Wilson is done for me. <laughs> yeah, I look. see another game from him this year. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, unless Mike White like completely shits the bed in the coming weeks, like this level of competent quarterback play is exactly what we need to get into the playoffs. I 100% am on board with Mike White. Yeah. So how do you like the sound bite with Elijah Moore? I You're talking about the, the post-game press conference when he had like the sunglasses on? Is that the one you're talking yeah. about? So he had the uh, – yeah. he was excited. It sounded like he enjoyed playing football again. I don't know if I caught the entirety of the clip, but I saw the one uh, bit that was like, okay, yeah, you know, I was excited. I was running it. You know, I, I just was so happy to score a touchdown. Like, it sounds like he's having fun playing the game again. I'd be having fun if I was catching the ball, too. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, you figure he was put on ice for four games. He had three games of no catches, and he had, you know, the, the game where they didn't even fly him out. Not only that. But the sound bite is the way I think the team should approach the rest of the season. We so, are not preparing mm-hmm. for the storm. We are the storm. I love that. I, I definitely missed that portion of it. But, yeah, I mean, the, the the talent this team has, I think, can play with any team in the league. I'm not afraid of the Chiefs. I'm not afraid of, you know, I, I want to sit here and I want to watch how we compete with a lot of these teams because I'm, I'm, like, cautiously optimistic. I'm afraid to, like, get burned by our Jets again. But I really think this defense can play with anyone. And if, you know, Mike White can perform 75% of what we got yesterday, we're going to win a lot of football games. Yeah, we're going to definitely win at least three out of the next, what, So we got games? Well, so we got got six games games right now. We're sitting at seven and four. You got to think three games get you to 10 and seven. That might get you in, but we're in a bad spot in terms of uh, tiebreaker. So you may need that 11th game. But like, I can see us beating Minnesota. We've already beat Buffalo once, but let's say we split that one. We should beat the Jags and the Lions. That gets you three games right there. I think we beat Seattle. I think they've come back down to earth a little bit. I would love to go into the final week of the season and not need to play people against Miami. I want to have our playoff spot locked up. I want the division. I want that last game to be for the division. Yes, but what would you think if we don't, if if Miami sits their starters and that's the game that we need to get into the playoffs. How Ugh. sweet would that be? <laughs> I, see, I don't want to get into the playoffs like that. Like, I've seen that before, and it's like a bittersweet. It's like, mm, we're backing into the – I don't want to say backing into the playoffs, but it's definitely like a – like, I want to earn it through good play. I want that final game to be for the division or just we're already locked up the wild card. You know, it's so nice to have those I'll, options, though, right? <laughs> Brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected. From the cockpit. Boys and girls, we got a half hour left. Get your calls in. Call from Hunter. Hunter, what's good, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. 
What's going on, Ryan? I'm feeling a lot better this week. A lot oh, better on absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Mike White. I was talking last week on the show about how mm-hmm. all we needed was just one guy who could <laughs> dish the ball out, run the offense, yep. and we're a force to be reckoned with. And, I mean, people might say, oh, the Bears' defense was hurt. Mm-hmm. He was throwing in a monsoon. Zach Wilson was throwing in the wind. Yeah. No I, I was impressed with the grip he had on the ball. Everything was a spiral. Like, he must have bigger hands than I thought. I know. And, oh, my goodness, I was watching the game, and I was getting excited for checkdowns. There was a play where he had – where Mike White was looking, and he had Garrett Wilson mm-hmm. as his first read, mm-hmm. and he checks the ball down for, like, a four-yard out to Uzama, and I was mm-hmm. freaking out. Right. Just do things right, and everything comes to you. Do the simple stuff. I want to be lulled to sleep with how boring this offense is <laughs> because we're getting first down, first down, first down, first down. Like the first drive we saw of Mike White is how I want every drive to go. Just efficient, execute the game plan, and like let your playmakers make plays out in space. And the thing is, when you run this offense boring, it mm-hmm. draws everybody in. So those big plays, like the one to Elijah Moore, like some of those to uh, Garrett Wilson, those can happen. Yep. Everything happens for a reason in this offense and you just need a quarterback who understands that and can just stay patient long enough stay in the pocket go through your reads so that all of that exciting stuff can happen and Jets fans can finally enjoy a good game of football yeah yeah look I it's been nice to watch a little bit of competent offense because we haven't had too much too much of that since Brees Hall went on the IR so I, I really think this team can stick with anyone the way we're playing right now. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, Mike White. I remember last year he came in and it felt like one of those classic, oh, backups coming in, they get a big win. Is this the guy? Yep. But he came in this time and it felt very different. It I agree. Like somebody who was competent and the team mm-hmm. could get behind and the coaches were behind. And I heard it at MetLife. Everyone's behind it everyone and i think that is what new york needs as a franchise quarterback not somebody that comes in that's flashy or a high draft Mm -hmm. pick or everybody's known about for their whole career coming out of high school like we just need somebody who can stick their head down and Mm -hmm. get this team wins there's something gritty about new york and the fan base of the Jets. Like for me, when I look at, at, at fan bases and I see the Giants fans and I kind of uh, attribute them to be like Yankees fans and they're sort of like, okay, you guys have seen victory. You've tasted that. Like the for me, the Jets are always seen as the underdog. We're kind of the redheaded stepchild. We're the, the second class citizen in our own stadium. And for me, I feel like you want your players to almost embody how the fans feel. And Mike White for yeah. me, is that underdog. I love rooting for an underdog. Zach Wilson, like, don't get me wrong, I'm rooting like hell for Zach Wilson. As long as he's on our team, I am gonna, you know, beat the drum for him, beating the drum for for uh, Mike White. But Mike White has that, that humbleness that I think fans want to see in a football player. They don't want to see the guy that gets paid a zillion dollars and is like privileged. They call him the three-car garage mm-hmm. guy. And you, you want to see him be relatable to the fan base and to the players. And I think Mike White has earned that through his uh, his time in training camp. I think the players have valued his accuracy. Um, it's just, it's it's it does feel different than it did last year against the Bengals. I think there's enough there yeah. that 
especially with the arm strength too. I mean, even just watching, I said it last year, it was all five yard passes, everything within the the, the first five yards. I'm singing a different tune this year. hundred percent. Yep. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You're out of here. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Oh no. Would you hang up on me? Hung up on me. What a jerk. Not the last caller, the the one I was about to (laughs) pick up the phone for. Boys and girls, we've got 25 minutes left in this call and show. You get three minutes to plead your case. After three minutes, I eject you from the cockpit. From Richard, a.k.a. Turn the Great. Richard, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, guys, hit the like and subscribe button. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. This is a good dude. You can call in anytime. <laughs> Talk to me. How you feel about yesterday's game? Well, well, I won that shirt, but I never got it. So, <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Which one? I'm just messing with the the, saw, the wide receiver sauce one. It, it doesn't matter. I'm Hold on. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> give, give me your... Shoot me an email after this with your name oh, and everything. Oh, oh, I want to. I want to follow oh. it back up. I want to make sure you get your shirt. I'll DM you on Twitter. I, I, I'm not really mad about it or anything. Hey, listen. I just <laughs> wanted to say this. I mean, the key to this game with uh, the Vikings is the Vikings have a really. They're having an issue defending the pass. Mm-hmm. Why that is? No clue. But it's all going to be about the yak, baby. It's all going to be about the yak. It might get the ball to where he needs to get it. Can Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore make magic happen? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, hundred percent. If you can get the ball to the playmakers in space, and you just you look at the last few games, like Dallas beat the snot out of uh, out of the Vikings, and I think the Jets could do something similar. I, I, I think you. There's probably not. I don't know. I just I, I feel more confident against the Vikings, and I'm concerned that I'm feeling as confident as I am at this point. <laughs> But it feels like the Vikings are, are, you know, primed to get uh, smacked around a little bit. Sure. Hey, listen, I do got to run, but hey, go ahead and hit me with the chicken. I'm down for it. I love it, brother. You have been ejected from the cockpit. <laughs> Seriously, dude, reach out to me. I want to make sure I, uh, I get you your shirt. I'm curious to see which one it is. I do have people that uh, just don't reach out occasionally. <laughs> but no, I do. I do know. I, uh, I'm sure I, I hope I put it through. I hope I didn't like miss the order. I'd be pretty, uh, pretty upset if I did that. Um, uh, Ooh, Mumtaz. Mumtaz drops in with a super chat. Let's, uh, let's talk to Mumtaz. And then we'll get back to the phone calls. Let's see. Mumtaz says, see the all 22 replay. White made throws. Zach would never see and never dare to make. He beat blitz. He went to second reads. His 42 yard throw to Moore was fit in a one inch window. His second touchdown to Garrett Wilson. He threw over a linebacker with a pass rush in his face. Dude, the, the arm strength, I think, was what impressed me the most from Mike White. I, I was I was surprised just how good he was. Um, you know, I, I said it before. I thought a lot of last year's uh, throws were all about the, um, you know, the five yard dink and dunk style things, or the you know just throw it to the running back, which you know you have to do. But the impressiveness on those two touchdowns, like you said, now the Garrett Wilson touchdown. Forget the, the, the yak portion of it. Sorry. 
forget the yak portion of it because the, the safety was down, but just the throw to get it to Garrett Wilson was on a rope, getting it right over the linebacker's hands. And the the Elijah Moore, when I saw the behind the like quarterback view of it, I was like, oh man, I wouldn't have thrown that pass. That's a terrifying pass to throw. And Mike White hit it and he did it with confidence. As soon as he saw the play, he's like, I'm pulling the trigger. Like Zach Wilson, he sees it and he's like, mm, are they open? I don't know. Okay, now I'm going to throw it and now it's too late and then you wind up getting an interception. You're able to see Mike White make decisive decisions and it just goes so far uh, in what we've like really, it's just, we've needed this. We have needed competent quarterback play and that's exactly what we're getting out of the uh, Mike White. I love it. Um, all right, let me go back to the phone lines. You guys get three minutes on the clock. After three minutes, you get ejected from the cockpit. Drug Monkey in the chat says, Zach Wilson is another Jamarcus Russell. I think Zach Wilson has the potential to still be good, where Jamarcus Russell was never going to have the work ethic to be good. Um, I hope Zach can turn it around, whether it's with us or someone else. Green beans beard, man. Oh, Jeremy, how you doing tonight? What's up, brother? Ah, I'm hanging in there. How are you uh, feeling about yesterday's win? I'm feeling great, man. It's Victory Monday. <laughs> right? I, I want to hear your thoughts on Mike White and how you feel like moving forward with him. Like, are you kind of hoping we go back to Zach? Are you want, do you want to ride the hot hand? What's going on in your mind? You got to ride the hot hand, man. I mean, this mm. guy is he's doing the job right now. You know, I'm so tired of hearing people talk about the Bears' defense. Like, what does that have to do with it? The guy throws passes to our receivers. That's what – it has nothing to do with the defense. We need a guy who can hit the receivers. Zach's not that guy right now. I hope it, I hope it turns around for him. I, I, you know, I'm a big, big Zach guy, but he's not able to pass the ball to our receivers, and Mike White is, and that's what we need. Yeah, and that's that's a good way to put it. It's it might be a little confusing for some people to hear that. It's like, oh, we don't need to worry about the defense. No, but like that's kind of correct. Like we don't have to worry about the defense we're playing because our previous quarterback in Zach Wilson couldn't hit open receivers on easy throws. Like these are like like college guys, high school guys should be able to hit these throws. Guys that are in the NFL, like you need to be able to execute the easy stuff. And like, Absolutely. if you're throwing turnovers, if you're, you know, not you to throw throwing balls in the dirt, whipping balls over the top of guys' heads, you're never going to get first downs that way. Yeah, it makes no sense. And and another thing is, do you know that um, <laughs> we've only had one other quarterback in our history that more mm -hmm. than once has thrown um, over seventy five percent with um, uh, three hundred yards and uh, three with touchdowns. Yards, yeah. Well, with, even without the touchdowns, we've only had one quarter. Uh, with we've uh, only Ken O'Brien has done it more than once. He did it four times. Yep. Only four Jets quarterbacks have ever done it. One right? was Mike Gino White and one was uh, Chad, <laughs> and Mike White right. was the Chad other one. Did it, right. Exactly. Ken O'Brien did it four times. So he's the fourth guy to, to do it. Fourth Jet mm -hmm. to do it. Uh, first one, second one to do it over, you know, one time, and then he's done it in only what four or five starts. Yeah. Insane. Like Great. that, like, like think about like if Zach did that through four starts, like how crazy we'd be going. I mean, obviously we're, we're having a lot of fun with Mike White right now, but like 
let's say Mike White was the number two overall pick and he did that through four starts and it was the first four games of the season. We'd be jumping up and down. We'd be like, we just got our franchise quarterback. Right, right. And then everybody wants to hold the Buffalo game against him from last year. But mm-hmm. every bad game Zach has ever had for us, there's been tons of excuses. The OL is not good. He's developing. Give him a chance. It's like, well, where's Mike White's chance? He has all the same excuses for this Buffalo game last year, doesn't he? Yeah, well, well, that's exactly it. He had all the, the injuries to the wide receivers. There was tipped interceptions. Like, you know, I'd have to go back and watch every throw from that particular game to, to diagnose it as as well as I could. But I I have as much faith in Mike White as I have of any quarterback that we've had in the last seven, eight years, I would say. I don't yeah, get the no, I don't get the no the scared like tenseness that I get with Zach. I'm like, ooh, like he's letting it rip. Like, is it gonna be intercepted? <laughs> like Mike White, I'm not like cringing the same way. Yeah, it's absolutely it's thrilling and exciting. What I, it's funny they call it boring football because to me, every time you get the ball to these receivers, mm-hmm. there's a chance they're gonna break it for a touchdown. So that's not boring to me. That's exciting. I completely agree. I completely agree with that. That was a very good way to say that too, because it's boring football, but it's not boring when you have the playmakers the Jets have. Like, we right. should be able to win games with boring football. Jeremy, I love it. I'm going to get some more callers, guys. If you haven't hung out with Jeremy, make sure you sub up his channel, Jets Chaos, and make sure you hang out with us on the uh, the halftime shows over on Green Beans channel. Always fun. Love you, Jeremy, brother. thank you so much. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Call Who we got? Me. Welcome to the cockpit. What is up? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was a great Thanksgiving. I got to share it with my lovely daughter. We had it at our house here. It was just, oh, it was always so fun. I ate a bunch of stuffing. I watched a bunch of football. drank a bunch of beers. I wish every Thursday was Thanksgiving. Well, then I guess it wouldn't be as special. But I love Thanksgiving. How was yours? Uh, no, no, you don't. Then you'd have to worry about the cleanup. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That was the only stressful part. But we did have a bunch of help here. And they're like, oh, no, no, you have a child. Like, let me let me uh, wash the dishes. And I love washing dishes. But I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this. And I'm going to say yes. <laughs> no, they're a good weekend. You know, like, of course, you know, it was fun watching the Vikings expose the Swiss cheese that is the Patriots mm-hmm. secondary. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Right. And then look at their schedule, man. Like, look how many more explosive wide receivers they got to go up again. Oh, yeah. Big, they got to play Buffalo twice, I think, Waddle, right? Hill, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. If you want to throw D-Hop in there, you can throw D-Hop and Devontae Adams in there. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the yeah, Vikings like, or are you talking about the Patriots? That, that, that secondary is going to just get cooked for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm, there's a part of me that really hopes the Patriots make it into the playoffs. I want a third crack at them with White. I really do. I, part of me doesn't. Part of me would just love to ru- laugh in their face if they just if they had swept us all for nothing. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> like that would be nice. I feel like if the Patriots are making the playoffs, it's probably because they're bouncing us out in a tie. So it's probably not great. But I would love to have another shot at it. I get that, but like I said, I think right now I'm excited because like the offense is finally clicking and i think it's like we've already talked about how this defense is championship caliber mm-hmm. like if like look and the thing is the quarterback inconsistencies might have actually helped us because mm-hmm. people really don't know the full potential of this offense 
not out, outside of us, mm-hmm. no one really knows what this offense is really capable of. Most of us, because they just laugh. So they love lulled Jets. They yep. love to cling to that stale narrative, but they don't see it. So now you got Mike White in there, and he's well, look, I think. I think ESPN had us as like the number 16 team in the power rankings, and it says the Jets are still frauds. And it's like, yo, they're no, not buying in. that was NBC Sports. That was NBC Sports. NBC like, Sports. Are you, are you kidding me? Like, the, the Patriots mm-hmm. just get cooked on Thanksgiving, and they're somehow still above us. Well, maybe the argument is, hey, the Patriots beat us twice, and they just got cooked. Like, that's probably the argument they're looking at, and like, oh, well, Zach's not the guy. They've had, they faced a bunch of backups and all that good jazz. Like, I'm so and done who's the, with that And who's the Patriots face? They face the same shitty team. Oh, yeah. No, oh, I know. I'm well aware. But it's, it's the fact that the Jets lost twice to them. I think that's where it all yeah, stems no, from. it's frustrating. Vinny, I love you. You've been ejected from the cockpit. You're out of here! It's good man, Vinny. Good man! We got 13 minutes left. Whew. Who we got? Who's on the phone? From. Sorry, Thompson. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's going on? Dude, I'm hanging in there. How is your victory Monday? Ah, victory. Hey, I got just one thing to say. Sure. Let's just be Jets fans Mm -hmm. and roll with it. Absolutely. Because you know what? We don't have... We're we're a jaded... uh, We're a jaded group of people. I I get it. We haven't had a lot exactly. to cheer for. We and should sit back and enjoy the ride. We, we weren't supposed to be here. ESPN had us picking first in the draft. People had us dude, like had, dead to rights dude, before the us, season. I had us. I had us at ninth. Nine wins. That's exactly that's what I had. My, I said nine wins. That's a good season. I think the the floor should be seven, but nine wins is where I'm hoping. I think the Jets will get to, and I think we have a really good shot at getting to eleven. Well. All I want to say, you have a great show. I love it. I watch it all the time. And you know what? For all the doubters out there, go Jets. Just quit bitching. <laughs> Brother, thank you so much. It means a lot that you tune in and hang out with us. But like I dude, I like I want to have I want to see all the receipts just cashed in at the end of the year. All the haters that have well, been doubting exactly. the Jets. Exactly. Who doesn't? Oh, it's- Who doesn't? Dude, I'm just I'm sitting back, I'm watching, I'm enjoying is, the day. It's like, you know, we're playing with house money at this point. Well, it doesn't matter what money we're playing with. Yeah. All we're playing with is, look, we got a stifling defense, and mm. now all of a sudden we've got an offense that just woke up, and, mm. hey, what are you going to do? You play the cards. You play yeah. to your room. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. Absolutely. And what we got what we got right now is damn dude. We're sitting dude. in the cockbird seat. I don't Hell care yeah. what anybody says. Dude, we're, it's, we're we have a good roll. team. We've got a good team. And, uh, you know, people want to know who's our quarterback moving forward. Who's the franchise quarterback? Who, who I'll think cares? about it next year. I'll think about it's it next year. Best, right now, it's I've, the I'm next s- man up. Yes, it's the next man up. And, like, look, this team is good enough to win right now. Let's enjoy Look, this. You saw it last 
you saw it in the Chicago game. Mm -hmm. Come on. This is no joke. I mean, you saw people making plays, making going out there. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean the entire I mean, play Garrett of the Wilson, entire team. Garrett Wilson doing that little leg move. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. I'm a little fan pervy to him. But <laughs> he just jock, he oh. jock dropped that dude. Dude, right he puts his foot in the and ground and just he, broken ankles everywhere. Garrett Wilson's tough I to mean, catch in a phone booth. I mean, it's just not him. It's everybody else. And mm -hmm. here's my my point is this. Mm -hmm. Zach did what? Nothing. Yeah. What is this guy doing? All he's doing is cerebral mm -hmm. and running the offense correctly. Completely agree. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. He's running everything efficiently. Call from Mac. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Yo, Ryan, what's up, man? Uh, dude, I'm just enjoying a little victory Monday. Tell me, how you feeling? I feel awesome. I uh, Did you watch the Richard Sherman podcast? I didn't. I saw, uh, like comments that he made about mike white and like i thought i might have just seen like the twitter post that he was saying maybe i didn't even see like the comments from him. talk to me what, what what happened on the richard sherman podcast you know basically saying if you take Zach's story and Mike's story and you flip them mm -hmm. everyone today would be saying look the jets got their guy they have their next quarterback blah 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 you know the pedigree mm -hmm. you know means shit yep 100% agree. I was just saying that. If, if Zach Wilson had four starts where two of them were over 300 yards, three touchdowns, we'd be saying, this dude's the real deal. Like, Mike White's done it twice. We might have our guy. This, this offense was 180 degrees different. I mean, the, the difference was night and day with, with White under center. You saw more. You saw Wilson. Mm -hmm. he was hitting the, he was hitting. The, he, there was only that one screen pass. I think that he hit Garrett Wilson. You know, like in the dirt, right? That was on the first like drive. One pass. It, it was like I think he was five for five at that point, and that was the first incompletion. I say, you know, let Zach just sit on the bench. I don't even care that he's inactive, to be honest. You know, the thing that killed. You know, they always say like, you know, you pick a wrong QB, puts the franchise back five years. That's mm -hmm. bullshit. It only sets the franchise back five years when you play the wrong guy and you mm -hmm. keep sending them out there when you have a good team, you know, I think every time there's like this, there's a, there's a crisis or a problem. Sal has made the right decision. I mean, the right decision at the right time. Yep. The, the way they handled Mims and the way they handled Elijah Moore were, was perfect. And I like how they're handling Zach. Like I saw a few news clips today on the different, uh, you know, sports programming shows and they're like, Oh, you know, Zach Wilson wasn't even active. I don't want him active. I like I like no. that move. Like it's it's not a slight at Zach. It's hey, go focus on what you need to focus on. This is the right move. I don't want Mike White to perform poorly and then have this whole, oh, is Zach Wilson gonna come back in? Is he your starter next week? No, let's deactivate, you know, Wilson. Let him focus on his craft and hopefully he can, yeah. you know, get better. I don't know if you remember, I, I called in several weeks ago. I was like my mm -hmm. tinfoil hat theory was that Elijah's Elijah Moore's whole problem was Zach Wilson. And, that's, mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, that's exactly what it was. I'm sure the coaching staff saw it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can't remember who the – I think it was Brady Quinn, actually. Brady mm -hmm. Quinn said, 
you know, the defensive guys, Mike Weissman, the third stringer, he's been running the scout team. So the defensive guys after that, you know, that press conference and the Patriots lost were probably like, this guy's been carving us up. We're one of the the best defense in the league. He's been carving us up in, in, in practice. You know, we see Zach on Sunday, but we see this guy all week. Like you got to yeah. put this guy in. I know Salah saw that, mm-hmm. and man, I just I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season. So. so am I, dude. I can't wait for this Minnesota game. I can't wait for the Bills game. I can't wait to see what we have in Mike White, brother. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right, let's see. I see Dev S2K dropping in with super chat. Thank you, dude. He says I was at the game. I couldn't wait to go home. Clothes was soaked. Mike White, I am all in for. One game at a time was a fun one to witness. Yeah, dude, I give major props to the fans that went out and enjoyed that game in the rain. Like, I I had the opportunity to go to the game. I was like, I'm going to stay inside. (laughs) I'm not watching the potential of, like, Nathan Peterman and Mike White in the pouring rain. Like, I'll enjoy it from my couch. Um... The fans that got to go to the game had a blast. You saw, like, I don't know if I'd call it a historic game, but it's a great game to watch. Like, between this and last year's Bengal game, you may have seen the blossoming of our young quarterback and potentially our franchise quarterback, depending on how you feel uh, about him. But, dude, I'm glad you were there representing the green and white. I love seeing the videos from the stadium. MVP, MVP. Love it. Boys and girls, we've got time for one more call. So let's see who gets it in. You get three minutes on the clock. After three minutes, you get... That's it! You're out of here! That's right. You get ejected from the cockpit. Zachary Burner says, I was there at the game outside the whole time and I was soaked. That sucks. (laughs) You gotta be wearing a poncho, my friend. Ugh. I've been to a bunch of jet games in the rain and in the cold. We had season tickets for the year. We went 1-15. and And the one win, I believe, was in Arizona an away game. <laughs> My dad and I sat through every game. I remember him just, like, buying me hot chocolate so I could, like, sit there so my hands weren't frozen solid. I was young. You're talking, like, six years old, I think. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the cockpit. Sorry, dude. Gotta listen to the phone, not to the show, because if you listen to the show, you're gonna be delayed. Ah, I had you. Oh, I see Chris from Florida's calling. Let's see if I can call him. See if I can do this. Oh, check this out. (laughs) From. Chris from Florida. To accept, press one to send a voicemail. Dude, I was literally just about to call you because I saw your missed call on the side over here, and as soon as I clicked your name to call, your call actually popped up. How you doing? Everybody stand up! Yeah! Everybody because Jets are playing meaningful football in December! J-E-T-S! Jets! 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 Ryan, let's go, baby! Talking about some Mike here dude feeling good talk to me how you feeling about mike white is he the franchise guy or like what what, what's your feel what's the gut feeling right now i'm gonna tell you the real honest truth guys everybody hear me out 
if anything, if I could, if I was Joe Douglas, but I, and Joe Douglas, we trust and mm-hmm. in Sala, we trust mm-hmm. this would be the greatest signing for a backup quarterback for life. In my opinion, if Mike, if Mike ever sees himself saying, I want to be a part of this team forever, I don't see him as a starter. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I, it's not anything to doubt on him, mm-hmm. but we haven't had a star- we haven't had a great backup quarterback like this mm-hmm. in so long since I can't remember his name that like, I I can't but I remember it was like early 2000s mm-hmm. but what it is to me is Mike White is that linchpin guy that says hey the guy that's supposed to be the guy isn't showing up right now mm-hmm. let me revive because that's what he does on the sidelines, he's supposed to help like organize the defense playing mm-hmm. against a better scheme, playing about playing our scheme. That's supposed to be the best offense. I think Mike White is great. Reliving reju- uh, rejuvenizing all the players and everything. I love that the players are really bonded to him because like a lot of people have said, Mike White had to earn his spot and work hard to get to this point, mm-hmm. you know, and, the only reason I'm not trying to say, oh, he's not a franchise, and I'm not trying to be like on the Zach Wilson train, but this is my thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone always keeps saying the same thing. Solid did the right thing. Solid mm-hmm. did this right. We love how Solid handled this. This is this is so much that fans have trusted the coach. We haven't trusted a coach in so long with the decisions they're making and the the you know the moves that they've made and the fact that we've all agreed upon it and how it's led to this team to you know yes they've made a, a downhill but then they come right back up and rising. So mm-hmm. if if Sala believes and also Joe Douglas believes like Zach Wilson needs some time and regrowth, great. I do mm-hmm. still trust that if they feel that, hey, we made a mistake, this isn't the quarterback, they'll mm-hmm. make that move. But if they see like, hey, this kid is the kid, I have no choice but with the results they've given me, trust in it. Yes, I know a lot of people are going to say, hey, you can't be a Zach Wilson. I'm not trying to trust Zach Wilson at this point. I'm mm-hmm. trusting Sala. I'm trusting Joe and Robert to to lead my team and this franchise to success. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the situation. We we were four. We were a four winning team last year. Where yeah. are we now, dude? We are playing meaningful games, and I am going to that dude, Miami have... game. It, I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say we have doubled our wins every year since Robert Sala has been here. Well, almost. We got to get the got to get one more win under our belt in the next six games. It's. It's, Absolutely. I completely agree with your thought process because I was kind of saying similar things prior where it's like, hey, the, the higher ceiling is with Zach Wilson. I still believe that to be the case, but his floor is so astronomically low. And I believe Mike White can be the guy. I, I, I disagree where I think he could be like a backup. I think if you're resigning Mike White, it's for him to compete to be the starter um, at the very least. And then... I, I don't know if you like offered him purely backup money if he's gonna come back. Like if you think a backup is all he is, I don't know if they resign him. I think they just go out and get Jimmy G and let Zach sit on the bench. I think that's more where I think it could go just because of the expiring contract of Mike White. I can understand that one hundred percent. All I'm I'm like I said, the main aim and focus of that point is I trust Sala and Joe Douglas to make the right decision here. Because mm-hmm. once we have our franchise player, our franchise quarterback that they truly were gonna go all the way, we mm-hmm. see much more potential out of here. And the last thing I wanna say is this man, I'm going to that Miami game because I feel like that's gonna be a linchpin game, whether it's the start of a great ending of the of the regular season and into the playoffs, or it's gonna be the game that makes the decision 
decision for us. Either way, I'm going to that game, and if anyone finds a seat for me that we can party, drinks are on me for sure for that game. I'm telling you right now to all the fan base, anyone can find me a seat ticket with them, drinks are on me because we're going to go and we're going to kick some Tua Tonga Bailoa ASS ass. J-E-T-S, yes, 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 let's go! I love it, Chris. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Chris brings the energy every time he calls in. The Miami game in Miami. I have family that lives on the west coast of Florida. Miami's obviously on the east coast of Florida, but I have family in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, You know, obviously real close there. So there is a little bit of a discussion going on with could I be going down to the Miami game with Becca, with Shay? It's entirely possible. I don't know if it's if it's likely or not. It might be a last-second thing, but I'm looking forward to that game. I'm hoping that game is for the division, and I'm hoping, uh, you know, the Jets show out. I, I As much as I'm glad we beat Miami the first time, it was against their third-string quarterback. I want to see them at full strength. I want to see them with our backup quarterback, and I want to punch them in the damn mouth boys and girls i have absolutely loved talking to you guys tonight it's been a very very fun atmosphere with this team having mike white at the helm and it's only just begun boys and girls this is jets talk signing off j-e-t-s